Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Extreme Movie Podcast. We're here to talk to you about streaming movies, movie news, and all that fun stuff in general. I am your host, Nate Jones, joined once again by my good friend Samuel Dolan Bodie. What's going on, man? What's new? Uh, nothing much. Just uh, li- living the dream every day as usual. But uh, Every day is a dream with you. Every day is a dream. Yeah, just been enjoying the uh, post-quarantine, uh, pre-new quarantine uh, life right now. Yesterday, I built some more Legos. I got another Lego. I got a Mandalorian Lego. Yeah, you set. got a collection going. You got okay. Where are you finding all these Legos? Are you are you buying these right now? I'm just finding them at random stores and stuff. Target, Walmart, wherever I go in places, I look. Finding them at random stores, man. Those things are like an investment. You gotta you gotta like put down a deposit or a, a life a life savings to buy like a decent Lego kit. Well, two of them were birthday presents too. The A the wing was a birthday present. That thing is, that thing is cool. That's the biggest one that I have right now. I need to, I need to start upping the game and getting, getting bigger and bigger. Although I'm going to need, yeah. I'm going to need another table in my room to house all of them. You got to start looking on the uh, Lego black market for the, uh, for those discount sets. Um, I've also been watching avatar. I'm going to finish avatar tonight. It's going to happen. Yeah, I've got um, six episodes left, so I will 100% finish that tonight when we get off of this call. That's what I'm going to go do. So I'm very excited. I'm excited because I really really don't know the ending. I don't remember the ending. I think I just – I fell off about halfway through just because I didn't keep up with a lot of TV. It's so good. It's so good. Like It's just such a a well-crafted – for a Nickelodeon kid show, I just – it amazes me. It's it's better than Game of Thrones. Better story than Game of Thrones. I'll I'll die on that hill. It it is I've got the meme to prove it. I'll tweet it out from the account. It's it's better. In every way. Every way. <laughs> Checks all the boxes. It really does. <laughs> um uh, it, people still defending Game of Thrones these days are just suckers. They they got suckered in. They also probably loved they loved the Game of Thrones cameo in Westworld, which I thought was like an abysmal affront and slap in the face of, of all the good people out there. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get into news today. Actually, I should say we're all over the place to start today. We're reviewing school of rock and then we're going to, we went back and forth on this. I don't know what to call it, what we're going to rank here at the end. It was originally soundtracks. And then we got into a debate on what is a soundtrack. It's, It's still soundtracks. So it's it's soundtracks and music that are used in movies. So any like pre-existing song that's used in a movie and the soundtrack, but not musicals, not where the main characters yeah. sing the songs. Yeah, yeah, it can't be a musical. It can't be like Disney movies, you know, No La La Land, that kind of stuff. That's a hard list to make. It is. Um, all right, well, let's get into news. We've got a decent amount of news today, actually. First thing I want to talk about is HBO Max. HBO Max is launched. I don't know how much you've gotten into it, what your general thoughts are on HBO Max so far, but I really um, like it. Yeah, it's cool. I'm excited for, really, I'm excited for when they, I feel like this is not like everything that they're going to add. I feel like they're they're kind of waiting to, to really release the good stuff, and this is just a, sort of a tease because I'm, I'm not going to lie, I went to... I immediately went to the uh, Cartoon Network section just for uh, nostalgia's sake, and I only saw like a couple. Dexter's Laboratory was the only one that I like recognized as like a and Foster's Home for the Imaginary or whatever it is. 
but those are the only two that I like recognize. I, I look for all the other Cartoon Network ones. Nothing. They're kind of waiting to roll out original content, it seems like. And they're just kind of, I mean, this is just the bare bones start. This thing's only been alive for less than a week now. So I'm excited to see how it goes. I think the interface is really nice. I love that there's a place to watch the, the Ghibli movies. Miyazaki films. Yeah. I'm very excited about that. I also like that there's a place to watch like Turner Classic movies too. Not that I am going back and watching Casablanca all the time, but it's nice to have that option. Yeah, I've 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 never seen Casablanca, so this is now my chance to go see it. Um, also, the Looney Tunes. Um, I've always been a big fan of Looney Tunes. So I, I'm gonna check out. So there are new episodes of Looney Tunes that they really? that they have. Yeah, so it's it's a new Looney Tunes series that. HBO Max is producing. That's one of the actual original things that they launched with. It's one of like three original pieces of content. There's that. There's an Elmo late night show, and there's uh, Elmo late Elmo late night. Yeah, yeah. What does that What does that mean? Um, I don't. I don't know. I haven't checked it out. Why it's called Not Too Late Show with Elmo. And then there's, I believe, there's a an Anna Kendrick show too that I haven't checked out yet either. But the Looney Tunes, like I loved Looney Tunes as a kid. Yeah, same. So I'm going to have to check that out at some point. I still like the older animation more, but that's that's me being old man yells at Cloud. Um, I'm also excited they announced that the Snyder Cut is going to come to HBO Max. Yeah. I'm pumped about that. So how is that going to be, like, what, four hours long or something like that? Four and a half? Something like that, probably. Uh, it's not coming out until 2021. But I mean, I'm not a huge DC or Justice League fan, but I am excited to see that nonetheless, just because of all the hype that's been around it for so long. now. Like, I, I can't believe it's yeah, actually going to be there. Yeah, that's something that I never thought would ever get released to the general public. And now I want to know what what more we can we can get. Yeah, what is more there, a... what more toxic fandom can we uh, can we get them to release? Yeah, for real. Um, the next thing we've got is the uh, the new Tenet trailer finally dropped. It's gonna be so good. Oh my god! Yeah, John David Washington is gonna look like a he's gonna be a badass in this. It's gonna it's gonna be cool. I um I don't like the fact that they released it on Fortnite because I don't like Fortnite. Um, and I'm never gonna log back on to Fortnite no matter what trailer drops there. I'll just wait two hours and see it on Twitter. I mean, it's it's probably you, you probably had to wait like two minutes after they released it probably posted it to their YouTube immediately when it was done. I, I agree. I think I'm so pumped for this movie. This is the movie I'm most excited to see right now in the movie world. John David Washington, cool. Robert Pattinson. I, I think that people sleep on him because he's still got the, the Twilight stink all over him. But he started doing, you know, real movies, Good Time, The Lighthouse, like this. I, I think people, yeah. people are going to start wising up after they see him in this, they're going to be like, oh, okay, this dude can act. And it's going to get them excited about Batman, which I already am excited exactly. about. But I think it'll get the general yeah. pop population excited. I think it looks dope. I don't really get it, but I think that's kind of the point. It's not time travel. It's time manipulation. It's, yeah, it's like yeah, looping or mirror, time mirroring or something like that. I don't get it. I don't really want to get it. I want to go in and I want to be confused and I want to get my mind blown and figure it out in the two and a half hours that I get to spend, hopefully in the theater watching. Well, it's going to get released in theaters. That's the other thing. There's no release date at the end of the trailer, but it does say coming to theaters. So they are not, they're not holding back on that one. That's a theater movie. It's getting released in the theaters no matter how long we have it to wait for be. it. Oh my God. That is an IMAX movie for sure. 
that's one of those ones it's it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be so cool to see very excited about it and i believe it was john david washington who said that what christopher nolan has done with tenet is gonna shape the movie industry for the next decade uh the next thing we got is a movie i'm very excited Good, Bad, and Undead, I believe it's what it's called. It's the new Peter Dinklage and Jason Momoa movie centered around the Van Helsing story. It's kind of a different telling of the Van Helsing story. Yes. Peter Dinklage plays a version of Van Helsing, and Momoa is a vampire, and they go around to different towns scamming the towns. Momoa like goes in and messes stuff up, and then Dinklage comes in and saves the day, and they're working in it as a team. I think that sounds awesome. That sounds hilarious. Mm-hmm. I uh, I really like I really like Peter Dinklage. I like Jason Momoa, and I think that uh, yeah. concept lends well to both of them. Yeah, it, it seems clever. It seems funny. Um, I'm definitely excited. I like... Peter Dinklage in this role. Peter Dinklage has done a lot of stuff. He can pretty much go everywhere. The most of the stuff we've seen Momoa in is maybe not serious, but like action centered. And I'm sure this will be action centered, but it's also going to be comedic. And I always like it when actors kind of break out and get some of those, like do those comedic roles. You know, I, I think it's yeah. I think it's going to lend itself well to the to the screen. And I think he's funny. I think that duo is going to work well together. I'm I'm very excited about that movie. Yeah, it was good. It's a good combo. Next thing we have is the Tom Cruise SpaceX movie. Whatever, I don't know what we're calling this yet. Tom Cruise is going to space. It got its director. And Doug Wyman, who's the director of Edge of Tomorrow or Live, Die, Repeat, a movie with a billion names where Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt die a bunch of times and keep coming back. He also did The Born Identity, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and Jumper. What do you, what do you think about this Tom Cruise space thing? It's going to be cool. It's going to be so cool. I mean, Tom Cruise, he's destined to die filming a movie. I think he will not rest until he literally stunts himself to death, which, if that's his life goal, good for him, go for it. But he's going to make some cool movies in the process. I'm excited for him to see uh, see some uh, space action out there, some, like, real space action. No, no phony space. That's what no I'm worried about, space. though. I don't want Tom Cruise to die, like, in space. That'll suck. Oh, sure, okay. SpaceX, so today... Just a couple hours ago, SpaceX launched for the first time commercial they NASA astronauts in a commercial flight to the space station. And it was the safest flight ever. They have revolutionized the safety of space travel so far ahead of we were able to do it relatively, relatively safely in the sixties. And now we're I mean, think about how much technology advanced since then. I, they'll find a way to keep him safe. Protect Tom Cruise. Don't protect Tom Cruise. I mean, the guy's got the money to be protected. I I have no doubt that he wouldn't sign up to do this without at least somewhat feeling like he could be safe and it'd be worth it. And I think it would be worth it because I think some of those shots will be incredible. I agree. What I what I'm confused about is one, we don't know a lot about this movie yet. I mean, this is just a huge headline because it's like, oh, shit, Tom Cruise in space. That's crazy. How are they going to film this? Are they going to send Tom Cruise and an entire film crew and Doug Lyman up to space? Like, are they are they all going up to space? Probably. Or is it just yeah. Tom Cruise and a cameraman and they're going to relay sequences to him? Like, how are they going to do that? Tom, Tom Cruise and a director and a camera crew, probably. And then the other thing I want to know is they're saying he's going to be in space. So does that mean like one scene in space or is the whole movie going to be in space? I would assume they would film a lot up there. I mean, if they're going to be up there, they'd make their... I want, I want it to be... I'm assuming it'd be just like a space movie up there. I don't know. It's really, it's really interesting. I do think it's a good idea, and I do think it is. 
I think it's a big move for a company like SpaceX to promote commercial travel to space. You know, if they can, yeah, they can get Tom Cruise and, and a crew and a film crew up there. Maybe we're all going to space sooner than we thought. I don't know. So I'm, I'm interested. I'm excited. I'm interested. I just, just protect Tom Cruise. I know he likes to fly all of the the helicopters and the planes and stuff. Don't let him fly the spaceship. He's not ready for that yet. <laughs> he needs to work up to you that. You know he's going to take the controls. You know he's going to. He's at least going to ask. Yeah, Elon's going to have to build him a dummy joystick that doesn't actually do anything. Like when you're playing video games with your little cousin or sibling and it's not plugged in. Yeah. The next thing we've got, Henry Cavill is apparently going to stick around and be Superman in more DC movies. Cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he fits the role perfectly. I, I don't, I think he's been a good Superman, but it's just, I, I don't think he's been given the It's not his the best, fault. Uh, yeah, it's not his fault, but I'm hoping for a turnaround. Me too. I, I think he's one of the good parts of the most recent DC movies. Agreed. I think he is a good Superman. I think him and Gal Gadot, him and Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman are like yeah. the, the two they can hold on to and be like, we got it. We got it good with these guys. Let's let's yeah, not lose them. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Yeah. The last piece of news that I have on here is that it's Avatar 2. Do we want to talk about Avatar 2? I'm so burnt out by Avatar, man. Not The Last Airbender, the James Cameron movie. So so what's what's he saying it's going to be about? What's he what's he pushing for here? It's about Jake Sully and his Avatar family that he now has apparently. And they're like venturing off to explore more of Pandora. And apparently there's a lot of water. They're in water a lot. And they talk a lot about water. James Cameron has a water fetish. You can't convince me otherwise. That dude, that dude, I don't know what's up with him, to be honest. He loves water. It's just, nobody's asking for this. Nobody cares. It's been, it's been 10 years, hasn't it? Over 10 it's like 2000, 2009, yeah, like, 11 years. Yeah. That's never been in the conversation in any other, like, people don't talk about it. I, I'm not a huge Avatar fan in general. I mean, it was really cool when it came out because it was a tech demonstration for 3D movies, basically, and it helped 3D yeah. movies stick around and go into this new real D 3D, which is all fine and cool. I mean, I haven't watched it in so long. Maybe I need to go back and give it another chance. It just well, he's, He just wants to push this new industry boundary of, of like water filming and water it's never been that bad like aquaman was was kind of a flop they it, it just they had some cool effects it just it just didn't look quite so fantastic and i think it's just better left um untouched i don't know i think he's i think he's i think he's jealous of tom cruise going to space I'm like oh they're gonna go in space. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna film in the water. I gotta I gotta one up that. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to the bottom of the ocean. I just think it's a little too late for Avatar two. He wants to make like four more of these too. I just I don't care. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I'm Avatar Avatar three is gonna be filmed in space, but with water. He's gonna he's gonna put like this big water bubble out there and fill it fill it up and film in the water bubble in, in space. They found a space river. The Navi have found a space river, and we need to. We need to harness space it. Space streams, yeah. I don't know. Avatar 2. I'm going to see it because I feel like everyone's been, we've just talked about it for a decade now, and I, I need to know what's up, but my excitement level is not high for that. No, no. I do not have great expectations for that movie. All right. Well, that is all we've got for news. Should we talk about School of Rock? Let's talk about School of Rock. 2003 movie, overly enthusiastic guitarist Dewey Finn, played by Jack Black, gets thrown out of 
his bar band and finds himself in a desperate need of work, posing as a substitute music teacher in an elite private elementary school. He exposes his students to the hard rock gods he idolizes and emulates, much to the consternation of the uptight principal, John Cusack, as he gets his privileged and precious charges in touch with their inner rock and roll animal. He imagines redemption at a local battle of the bands. Okay, first of all, that description, not necessarily true. He does not pose as a music teacher. He just poses as a substitute teacher. Yeah. They go to music class, and that's how he discovers this idea of like, oh my God band with children i loved this movie as a kid when it came out in 2003 and we talked about a lot of this when we when we watched this movie i think it still holds up oh yeah i and i don't know if that's because i'm just so nostalgic with this movie because i liked it so much as a kid i was worried about watching like i was worried when we sat down to watch this i was gonna be like damn this is not gonna it's not gonna be as funny as i remember it's gonna be like problematic or something but i think it really holds up it really does I will say I'm not the biggest Jack Black fan. I was looking at this movie like, oh, like I remember really liking it and really enjoying it. But I'm sure like every Jack Black movie I've seen before that I look back and you're just kind of cringing me. It's just kind of tacky. But it was really funny and and really clever. I think, honestly, the, the, the part that kind of sold it for me is the fact that the age that we were when this came out was like we were literally the same age as these kids. And that's why we like it so much is we... And we talked about this. We wanted this to happen. We wanted to get a substitute teacher in grade school and have them come in and be Jack Black and take us on this wild adventure. We were the exact same yeah. age when this came out. We were literally those kids' age. It was perfect timing. I do think you're right. I think that's I think that's why it's so popular for people of our age and of our generation is that it literally yeah. is just that perfect combination. Do you think this movie gets made again in 2020 if they try and do it? There are a lot of things that are incredibly questionable about this this school's decisions to uh well their their safety for the for the students. It's it's a movie of its time. It, it really is just a movie of its time. It uh it I don't think it can uh, I don't think it can be made today. I don't necessarily either. I like it, but it is very stereotypical in the way that they portray these kids and like put them in the band. It is very cliche, very stereotypical, kind of not PC, depending on your your level of PC-ness, I guess. And, and yeah, the school, I mean, good Lord, the dude, how does, how does he not get arrested? How does this, how does this happen? How does this movie happen? It doesn't make any sense. It's a ridiculous premise, right? Yeah, it's, it's creepy. It's, it's, it's honestly creepy and disturbing to realize that some dude could just pose as somebody else's roommate and, and then He's interacting with kids for hours a day, unsupervised and soundproofed. That's terrifying. The fact that rooms are soundproofed so easily in, in schools. That's that's the thing. I don't want to. We do both like this movie, but let's let's shit on it a little bit. And some of the ridiculous, some of the ridiculous things. So, yeah, he, he takes this phone call, right? And he pretends to be his roommate. They don't check his ID. Yeah. They don't check his ID. They don't check any credentials. They don't look anything up. They just throw him in a classroom. In the middle of the day. Yeah, do they not have, like, photos in 2003 of anybody that submitted any, any kind of teachers circulating in, in, in the substitute teacher world? Are, are photos not included in resumes or 
Was that not a thing? I genuinely don't know, but... I, I know that cell phone technology and smartphones wasn't really up to date, but they, we had computers in 2003. Yeah. There had to be like a database not, yeah. <laughs> of, of these people. Like, oh, this guy's maybe not a teacher. He also rolls up in his creepy van. He's immediately throwing up red flags everywhere. He's like, can I scoot out early today? Can I get paid up front in cash is what he says. Yeah, that doesn't throw up a red flag. And then he discovers that they all have musical talents, and he just he just brings in a shitload of instruments. Like he's ha- he's got a bass guitar, two electric guitars, a keyboard, a drum set, all in his van. A drum set, yeah. How does he bring that? How does no one see him walking in and out of the school with that stuff and be like, "Hey, Mister Schneebly, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> What's going on?" Yeah. This is just a school of absentee teachers and faculty members who just don't pay attention to what's going on in their hallways yeah and no one hears them playing music i I know they they sound quote unquote soundproof the room by putting up the little foam rings around the door they're still playing rock and roll music like how someone's gonna hear this it doesn't make any sense (laughs) yeah a drum set is not the most soundproofable thing in in a room and and none of the parents find out all these kids just agree to go along with this lie that he tells them every single kid is just like, oh, yeah, totally. I won't tell my parents about this secret competition that goes on our permanent record or whatever. That's bullshit. At least one of those kids is going home and telling their parents. Yeah, you tell me Summer, the one that runs her mouth the entire movie, doesn't go home and, and run her mouth to her parents the entire time about all of this? It's a ridiculous premise, but you have to suspend disbelief. But it really is enjoyable. So that's that's the thing, too, right? Creepy idea. Some random guy coming into your child's school and being able to teach them. And you realize this guy's kind of a bum, right? He's hungover, and he's getting kicked out of his own band, and he doesn't really have anything going for him. But then he immediately like gets there, and he ingratiates himself to the audience by giving sage wisdom to these kids about being themselves and you know, being cool and all that kind of stuff. He, he has that immediate connection with Lawrence. He's like, man, you're super cool. And so immediately as an audience member, you're like, okay, yeah, this is obviously wrong and illegal on many levels, but yeah. you know, he's teaching them valuable lessons about themselves. He's good with kids. He's good with kids. What do you think of the, the cast of kids in this? They're, they're great. They're, it's a good collection. Um, I, Lawrence was obviously King. I mean, on the piano. But uh, yeah, I mean, all of them were great. Zach, the fact that he was actually like playing the guitar that whole time and, and, and most of them were playing the instruments. Um, they were actually musicians was really cool to see in the movie. I mean, yeah, I don't really necessarily have a favorite. I thought I really thought every single one of the kids in the class brought some kind of interesting dynamic or something to it for the most part. I mean, um, there were a couple that were duplicates. The two, the two blonde girls were kind of the same thing, but come up with the band name. The groupies. Yeah. That's their job the title. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I can't think of a better, at least from this time, like our childhood, whatever, of a better ensemble of kids in a movie. It worked so well. I mean, the story behind it, yeah, all the kids in the band were actual like musicians, and that's how they found them. They weren't necessarily trained actors. They were people who could play these instruments, and that's why they got thrown in there with... Uh, was it Miranda Cosgrove, the one like child star out of all of them. Yeah. I think it works really well. I think their dynamic oh, yeah. with Jack Black is really good. I think they it's believable. They seem like they could be a real fourth grade or fifth grade class, whatever it is. They seem mm-hmm. like this could be a real school class. And I think that's what kind of gives this movie heart and makes you like it so much when it's such a kind of a messed up 
thing that Jack Black's doing. I think honestly, the, the best the best part of it too was the fact that every one of those kids went along with it and was like it, into it. They all played their roles. They did what they I mean what they wanted to do when they were like involved and enjoyed being a part of it. Played into the whole game of like trying to hide it from the parents and and the teachers and all that. That was fun to see in, in a movie, and and I thought it was uh yeah I thought it was cool. Like in most movies, there's always like a problem kid or something like that. Um, it was just all about making the music and the kids learning lessons and stuff. And it was cool. So, yeah, everyone gets a role. Everyone gets a job. So I could see how as a kid, you'd be like, oh, this is so cool, man. We're in a rock band. Yeah. Yeah. I'd totally be into that being in a rock band. Yeah, I'd be so into that. I definitely would have had to tell someone because no kid can keep their mouth shut for a month without telling someone something about this. I don't. I Okay. I, I, I want to make one point, though. They did say in this movie they have a 15-minute recess. So if I had a teacher, a substitute teacher, that just wanted to do rock band, and the only thing that was going to ruin it was if I run, ran my mouth to my parents or to a, a principal or something like that, you'd bet, I, you'd bet I keep my mouth shut for, like, basically all-day recess. Yeah, one 15-minute recess is not one a lot for minutes, a, for yeah. these young kids. It's prison. It's called yard yard time like 15 minutes not a lot of time for these kids to exercise i thought that was kind of important in grade school i think i would have been just fine going along with this i, I still think someone would have slipped up how does how do none of the kids get bored though that's what i want to know one of these kids has to lose attention at some point yeah, yeah sec- security kid I'd, I'd be i'd be bored you're sitting there monitoring a TV for everybody else. Yeah. That's the other ridiculous part about this. So he makes the security team and they just put up cameras in their school. No one notices yeah. that there's cameras there. Like new brand new cameras. These kids put up in a hallway. One, how do they put them up there? Who installed these cameras? Two, how does no one notice? Three, how do fourth and fifth graders inherently know how wire to run? Cameras and then wire them through a door in a classroom to a, a Mac, an old school Mac computer. Like, I understand it's an elite private school and they've got a lot of fancy stuff there, but show me a fourth grader who knows how to wire up a camera like that or produce a light show like that other kid does. Like, I, I mean, also, I, there probably is one, but few and far between. Speaking as uh, a lifeguard in high school, st- sitting there and watching something for hours on end, boring as hell. So no, I don't think those kids would enjoy it as much as the movie portrays the only thing those kids really had to do was there was that one scene where they almost get caught and then they just hide all of the the shit in the closet that's that's it that's what they did that was their contribution those kids though out of all of them the the security kids and the guy who does the the kid who does the lighting talk about career starters you're like ah yes i was in a band at the age of however old you're 12 11 and I built an entire light show, and I know how to run cameras. Yeah, a professional-grade light show. And I ran a security detail for a band since I was 12 or whatever. People would be like, oh, shit, Like this guy means business. We Get this guy a job pronto. Exactly. Um, they're set up best at it. They, were, they got the most out of Dewey Finn coming and hijacking their class. They might not realize mm-hmm. it at first, but they, they certainly did. I really like this movie, man. I, I, really, I really do. I think it might be... I think it might be my favorite Jack Black role. I I had this movie on DVD when it came out when we were younger, and I didn't know this was possible, but I literally watched the DVD until it broke. I couldn't play it anymore. I watched the DVD so many times. Yeah, I was surprised by how many of the quotes that I would remember. All of his Jack Black's little uh, little goofy quotes and stuff. 
uh, cello. You got a bass guitar. A little bit of nepotis. There were so many things that I had forgotten about, but as soon as we started watching this, I was like, oh my God, it all came flooding back. And it's buried deep in the recesses of my brain. I haven't thought about School of Rock for years, but all of those quotes were still just buried deep, deep in there. All right, let's talk about the last scene then. Let's get into that. How do they not win the Battle of the Bands? Who's running that competition that doesn't pick them? Because no vacancies stinks. Those guys stink. Dink. Their song is boring. Spider. Spider. His tattoo on his belly button that says sex. It just says sex. <laughs> that guy sucks. He's, he's just—he's literally wearing leather sleeves and, and and that's it. And like skinny jeans and a sex tattoo. And he's hitting on the principal. And like, why did they? Okay, so why do no vacancies decide to sing like a slow? Like we see them. They're on before the school of rock gets there, right? And they're singing this slow like boring song yeah this rock ballad you are a battle of the bands i don't i mean i don't know how battle of the bands works in this fictional universe school of rock only got one song so i'm assuming everyone only gets one song why the hell would you pick that to be your one song maybe that's their sound man that's that's a sound that's a that's a band sound that sound stinks that's a sound i don't want to hear anymore i want the school of rock I'm with the crowd. But yeah, how how do you how yeah. do you pass that up? Who's who's making those decisions there? Yeah, <laughs> and then they they get the the uh they get the what's it called the the callback or whatever the encore they sh- encore. they shred it yeah words words are escaping me today they shred it again it's great that last scene is so fun I I love what it gets me pumped up the whole like opening shot of Lawrence starting on the keyboards and, and the lights just start shining on them and they got their uniforms on it's just it. The animations going on in the background with that school of rock logo, like it was just an awesome like kids rock show, and they're like they're all actual musicians, so they all performed all of that. That's what's so crazy about this, and it like makes it so real. It's good, and it's, it's a good, good music, song. And it's actual musicians, like so. Okay, let's let's get into this. I I looked up a uh, uh, where are they now? Okay, all these cast members: Freddie Jones, Tamika, Miriam Hassan, Rebecca Brown. Um, who was Katie, um, the bass guitarist, and then uh, uh, Lawrence, uh, Robert Sy, uh, Mr. Cool, <laughs> and uh, Joey Gatos Jr., uh, who was Zach. All of them were just only featured in that one acting role and went back to being musicians. They all went back to being musicians after that? Yeah. Um, some of them like are YouTube musicians. Uh, Joey, uh, Zach went on to play at... Um, he worked with the band Stereo Jane, and he also released a self-titled album, but he performed at like local festivals. Lawrence shreds on the keys. He played uh, concerts while attending Dartmouth. Wow! And worked on uh, musical productions. Forever, just being like, yeah, I was in the, I was in School of Rock. That's an all-time flex. She, literally, Rebecca Brown has a YouTube YouTube channel, and she just does covers and original songs, and then uh, does com- comedy shows in Chicago. That's awesome. That yeah. So cool. I'm so jealous of these kids in this movie who aren't kids who are the same age as us. But so to uh, Tamika, she was apparently the most like the least visible out of all of them. She reunited with the co-stars in 2013 for a performance in honor of the 10 year anniversary. Um, and she was also in the Broadway production of School of Rock in uh, 2015. Uh, uh, Kevin Clark did the same thing. Pretty Pretty Jones uh, did the did the Broadway. The other thing this movie has that I really like, it's got a great credit scene. The credits are awesome. Seeing the school that he starts up where they're all just they're all just jamming. You forget that you're watching credits. I was watching yeah. and we were like halfway through the credits 
and I was just I was just watching the movie, so I was like, oh shit, it's over. <laughs> the credits are rolling. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. And then they got the they have a fourth wall break at the end. I I really like this movie. I think it's really enjoyable. I think it. I think I need to put it in my rotation more. It made me feel good. It's 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 so wholesome. That's what I was just gonna say. It's 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 a very wholesome movie, and especially knowing they're you know out of the blue child stars that only did this and then went on to lead like nice like normal lives like performing and and, and playing music and doing their things. You love and, to like, hear it. All, all of literally all of them didn't like have any problems the few movie stars that there that were already there went on to do more movie things and the rest just did music and it was just it's just a nice wholesome movie one of my favorites of the of the childhood era it's yeah. ridiculous that he doesn't get arrested throughout this he just jack black just he just runs away from the police and they're like oh oh darn oh shucks yeah. can't get him he's run out of the school from the police and then they just meet up back at home the people that brought the police ned, ned real ned and sarah we were both talking about this I, I have like such a I like Sarah Silverman. I think she's very funny. Oh yeah. But I don't like her in this movie, not because she's bad, because like as a kid I was like, she's mean. I don't like her. She's the bad guy. She's the one you're supposed to not like. She's only in like two yeah. scenes. There's two really or three scenes. That's it. Yeah. But it's such an ingrained thing in my mind that she <laughs> she's bad. And she's complaining about incredibly valid things of like this bum. This bum of a guy is just sitting sleeping on a, on a mattress in the middle of their living room doing nothing and now he's and, just he's invaded your classroom and called the cops because he's committed identity identity fraud and like uh, was it in, in with kids for alone for a long time that's a problem okay so that's the thing too this is the last thing we're gonna say on this movie there's no way he runs away from the cops goes back to the apartment and then they just meet up with him there's no way the cops don't come with them. They're like, yeah, that's our roommate. Like, just come arrest him. There's no way they don't arrest him, first of all. And then second of all, when the kids kidnap themselves and take him to the show at the end of the movie, and then all the parents, like, they have the realization, like, oh, I should be nice to my children and I should let them follow their dreams. You know, the power of music compels them. There's still no yeah. way, there's still no way that the law, that police don't arrest this man immediately after that's done. Yeah somebody's pressing charges in that situation that school is pressing charges <laughs> absolutely they're wasting oh yeah they they pay uh what was the tuition uh fifteen thousand dollars a month month for that school and they're all so pissed off that the power of music changes them is that what does Zach's dad say that uh electric guitar is a waste of time that was a real quote yeah you can't play electric guitar this this instrument that's very similar <laughs> to the other instrument you're playing that is arguably more marketable than the instrument you're playing you're not allowed it's a waste of time son this is 2003 not at the fucking 50s for god's sake yeah. here zach's dad you get it together it's a classical music household only he's like the beatles not here none, none of that satanic music in here not in my household uh -huh. and then at the end he's like ah yes he definitely tries to like connect with his son after that by wearing like cutoffs and slayer t-shirts or acdc t-shirts or some shit like that he's like hey son ready to go to the rock concert dad i don't even like rock and roll anymore he goes back to classical music starts sneaking the cello in the basement <laughs> just to get his dad off his back i don't have much i don't have anything else to say about this i really like this movie it's a great movie I, I found it very enjoyable. I think it still holds up and I am putting it in my rotation more often because it made me laugh a lot. It's very quotable and made me feel good. Exactly. Yeah. It's a good flick. I um I highly recommend it, especially if you haven't seen it in a while. Go go check out School of Rock. It's on HBO. Very, very good flick. All right, let's end this now. Let's do this. Let's do this difficult list of our favorite 
soundtracks, but also including music that was pre-existing that's just in the movie. So it's like music in the background, but not musicals where the characters sing. I don't know what I'm going to call it. We're just we're just calling it. It's a music list. Best music in the movie or made for the movie. That's the list. Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's the list. Because this is such a broad category, we're going to do 10 through 6 quickly, and then we'll go one by one through our 1 through 5. Do you want to do your 10 through 6 first, or do you want me to go first? Um, You can go first. All right, so my 10 through 6, number 10, A Star is Born, the new version. Number 9, Baby Driver. Number 8, Purple Rain. Number 7, The Graduate. And number 6, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? All great music movies. I, I You look on any Google, any list for best soundtrack, I think most of, if not all of those movies are going to be on there. It's it's a hard thing to make. I have a list of like 25 things on my phone. It was hard to narrow it down, yeah. but that's my, that's my 10 through 6. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a hard, hard, hard category because there's just so many ways you could take it. There's so many, so many movies out there. There's so many things um, you can leave off too. Oh, yeah. Um, I have a lot of overlap, but I think our, our top five will be different. So uh, my number 10 is uh, Kingsman. My number nine is Black Panther. My number eight is Oh Brother Where Art Thou. My number seven is Baby Driver. And my number six is Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Which one? One or two? Or are you combining them? One. I'll let you combine them if you want. No, I'm making a distinction. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) Um, That's a good list. It is. It is. I I mean. There's just so many things that that can easily get left off here. It's hard to. It's it's a hard category to talk about. Yeah. My one pick that I was iffy on was Kingsman, but I it's just the one scene with when Freebird starts playing. Oh the church the scene. Church, yeah. church scene alone is one it's just one of the greatest like movie scenes I've seen in an action movie. But we can start with our uh all right, what's your uh, what's your number five? Okay, so my number five is it's this is one of my this is a great movie. It's one of my favorite coming of age rock and roll like movies. And that's almost famous. Almost famous, we've got Simon and Garfunkel, The Who, Todd Rudgren, yes, Beach Boys, Rod Stewart, The Allman Brothers, Skinner, Zeppelin, Elton John, David Bowie, Cat Stevens. It's an awesome soundtrack. It's an awesome movie with awesome rock and roll music. If you've never seen Almost Famous, it's it's a great movie. It'll it, That's a feel-good oh, one, too. It, oh, yeah. So that's that's my number five is uh, Almost Famous. It's good. That's a that's a really good pick. So my number five, I know I've I've, I've probably said this one on a couple of us before, um, but it's Remember the Titans. That movie has some phenomenal, phenomenal mm-hmm. music. I mean, just to come up with a few, Up Around the Bend, um, Ain't No Mountain High Enough, Spirit in the Sky, House of the Rising Sun, Long Cool Woman, Ain't Too Proud to Bag. I mean, there's just, oh, there's just so many. Express Yourself. It's just like that. That movie was so good. With with the music timing it with just such great moments in that and that and like just their sports journey and all that it was just I, I love that I love that soundtrack that's a good pick you've mentioned a lot that are on my honorable mentions so far <laughs> okay good my number four is Spider Man into the Spider Verse I uh, ooh that's a good one I love Spider Verse I it's my favorite Marvel movie. I also think it's the best superhero movie ever made. We can talk about that at a different point. But I love this soundtrack. I listen to the soundtrack over and over and over. It's really, really good. It's really well made. I mean, even, I mean, Sunflower is like the obvious choice. That's the most well-known song out of this. It's it's hardly my favorite, though. And I think it's a great album, Start to Furnish. And 
even the music like Biggie Smalls plays in the background of Spider-Verse. The way they weave the music into that movie, it, it's so awesome. Like it is a, music is an integral part of that in a lot of ways. And I think the album is just really awesome. The the Start a Riot song yeah. is great. Hide by Juice World is great. Fantastic album, a fantastic movie. And I think the uh Leap of Faith scene is I mean, I could watch that shit on repeat. Yeah, What's Up Danger is, is my favorite out of that, out of all of those, for sure. What's your number so, four? Um, so my number four is Space Jam. That movie. Oh, my God. So it's got it's got Fly Like an Eagle. It's got some Coolio, the winner. Um, I believe I can fly. And, I mean, you can't go wrong with Space Jam. That, that song was so iconic. It's in my head it's right just, now. <laughs> I'm doing it. Oh, yeah, and it's going to be in your head for the rest of the day. And it's it's just that that song was so good. And that was just a perfect kids nineties movie. Yeah, Space Jam, hands down. Um, okay, so my number three, you're gonna get mad. This is why I was trying to to have you combine earlier. I have both Guardians one and two on here. I really don't okay. want I don't wanna have to pick, but if I had to pick, I would also pick Guardians one. Okay. I would like to selfishly combine them. I love the Guardians. They're some of my favorite Marvel movies. They're so funny and awesome. And the music is such an important part of those movies. It's such an important part of Star Wars character. Uh, I find it hard to pick which one I like more because I've listened to those albums. When I was working in the restaurant when we were still down in Columbia, I would just listen to Guardians 1 and 2 on repeat for my entire shift. I'd just have them oh, play on loop all day. So good. Oh, yeah. If I had to settle on one of them, I'd pick, pick one? I'd pick Guardians 1, though, yeah. Okay, okay. I will uh, reserve comment for for later. Um, but uh, that's a good pick. I, I love those movies, and they're phenomenal soundtracks. So my number three is Shrek 2. That soundtrack was incredible. I mean, absolutely incredible. Is that the one with um, Accidentally in Love on it? Yep. It featured Accidentally in Love, Holding Out for a Hero, Changes, um, As Lovers Go, Funky Town, I'm On My Way, I Need Some Sleep, Ever Fallen in Love, The, the Fairy Godmother Song, Living La Vida Loca. Not only that, but included, I'm including the DVD um, American Idol bonus game um, in that soundtrack list. That's a good pick, Dolan. That's a very good yeah. pick. This is your this week's Smart House. This is Pat from Smart House for you all over again. Oh, yeah, this is what. Yeah, this is. <laughs> it's the people pleaser. This is what. This is what the people are gonna relate to. And Shrek Two, I, I will. I, I debated putting it on my number one. I, I just, it, it is so good. But I, there are a couple that <laughs> a little better. That's a good pick. Did not see that coming, and I commend you for that pick. That's very good. My number two. You probably know what this is because we've we when we were debating on how to make this list, I was adamant that I wanted this on there, this this soundtrack on there. Um, and originally, not having you know music made for the movie or whatever being counting, this would not have qualified. But we we thank God we amended that so that I can put my number two very easily is Whiplash. The Whiplash soundtrack is so good. Oh yeah. If you don't like jazz, that's fine. I understand it's not for everyone. I I do like. I'm not. Not like a jazz like person in general, but like I do like jazz, and I love this movie, and I love this soundtrack. This was my this was my study music all through college since the movie came out. Oh yeah, it just gets the it gets the blood flowing. It, it's just intense. It's it's oh I I love that movie too. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite favorite J.K. Simmons movie too. Every time I listen to it, it does make me want to 
go back and watch that movie. I, I, I could watch that last scene over and over again. I mean, that last scene would hype hypes me up every single time. It's one of the best movie movie endings ever, in my opinion. Oh yeah, agreed. Yeah, Whiplash, easy number two for me. I've listened to that soundtrack so many times. I have I have that on vinyl. That's the only one out of anything on my list that I have on yeah. vinyl. So uh, shout out to Dave Gelt who actually got that vinyl for me. That's that's a good one. That's a good one. All right. So my number two is probably going to be a lesser known one, but one of the best and one of my favorite soundtracks just to listen back to over and over again. Uh, and that's uh, the Curious George album, uh, the Jack Johnson album. It had the it was the song uh, Upside Down was like the big one. But um, the entire soundtrack is filled with just um, incredible. It had a We're Going to Be Friends uh, cover. I highly recommend anybody go back and listen to it. I used to always listen to it like back even like high school to like fall asleep. It's just such a like soothing, relaxing soundtrack. It's Jack Johnson's, in my opinion, his best album. I love that soundtrack so much. Um, and it's a great it's a great movie, too. Great movie just because the music is so, so incredibly good. And it's it's good animation. Curious George. That's like the easy listening version of a movie, and Jack Johnson is very easy listening in general. I like Jack oh Johnson. God. Don't get me wrong. That's not oh a yeah. that's not a comp at all. I, I think that's a no, very no. good pick. I'll give you your meat. Yeah, that's good. I didn't expect that. You're 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 trying harder. You've been trying harder the last two weeks on these lists. I can tell. Oh, I I put some time into this one and some thought. Um, my number one. I've talked about it before. I it's it's an obvious choice for me. It's dazed and confused. I, I said it before yep. on uh, when we when we ranked the high school movies or whatever. I think this movie has the best soundtrack. No matter how you define soundtrack, I think this movie has the best soundtrack in the history of film. Aerosmith, Deep Purple, Alice Cooper multiple times, War, Ted Nugent, Alice Cooper again, Peter Frampton. Bob Dylan, Fog Hat, Black Sabbath, ZZ Top, Peter Frampton, Kiss, Dr. John, Sweet, Skinner. Like, it's so, it's so good from start to finish. It, if you like classic rock, this is your movie and this is your album. Like, this is, this is it. This is it for you. This is the, the creme de la creme, the, the zenith, the peak of the, the mountain right here of rock soundtracks. It's so good. And I love this movie. I could watch it. It's a big desert island movie for me. And having all of this music in there just, just makes it even just so much better. It's so good. Uh, days, days and Confused. It's, that's an easy number one for me. That's the only one I didn't have to think about. I knew my number one before oh, I yeah. knew every other movie on this list. That's, uh, yeah, I, I kind of assumed that was going to be your pick. That's, that's a great one. Great movie. All right, Dolan, round us off here. What's your all number right. one? So my number one, Guardians of the Galaxy. Volume two, specifically volume two. I was putting this list together and I, and I just kind of threw a whole list of my notes of just all the like movies that I loved the soundtrack to. And, and I just could not, every time I would compare another movie to that soundtrack, I, I couldn't justify topping it. That movie, the way that movie incorporated the music, just with like the opening scene of Brandy, right when like the Brandy, like it just picks up and it kicks in, it says, you know, Missouri and, and, like a date or whatever, like middle of Missouri or something like that. Yeah, just the way that they incorporated all the different, like Mr. Blue Sky in the opening scene when they're fighting that big monster. I mean, it's like this big dance, <laughs> Groot's dancing. No other movie when they're doing, um, oh God, the scene where Yondu's um, spinning his uh, whatever it is to uh, Fox on the Run. 
every scene that they did, they incorporated the perfect. It's music not actually. Uh, it's not Fox on the Run. It's uh, come a little bit closer. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Come a little bit closer. You're right. You're right. Oh, in the chain, the chain scene when they're slow walking into the spaceship. Oh God. I'm looking that... at both of them right now, like comparing them, and you might be swaying me. I, I might think I might actually say two is better I, now yeah. and adjust my well, list. I loved Guardians One soundtrack, but Guardians One walked so Guardians Two could run. He James Gunn perfected his craft. He realized that was what the people liked so much was how well he like picked a good soundtrack and he said, Okay, I'm gonna pick an even better one and I'm gonna incorporate it into the movie a little bit more and just make it that much cooler. And I think it paid off. And I cannot wait for Guardians 3. It's so hard, though. I'm looking at both of them. Like, on one, you've got Blue Sweet. You got Hooked on a Feeling. That's great. Spirit in the Sky. That's a great part. Moon Age Daydream by Bowie. I love Bowie. That's great. Fooled Around and Fell in Love is a great scene, too. I mean, they're all good. There's not a, and I can remember each of these scenes, and they're all good. That's got Come and Get Your Love, which is like one of my all time favorite songs on it. But then you go to two, and you got Mr. Blue Sky, Fox on the Run, Lakeshore Drive. Yeah, the chain, Southern Knights, My Sweet Lord, George Harrison. Yeah, My Sweet Lord, when he's going over like his Utopia planet, that was just incredible. Okay, I'm I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna combine both of them. I'm not separating them anymore. <laughs> they're they're just the same to me. <laughs> I'm gonna cheat. I don't care. It's too hard to pick. It's way too hard to yeah, pick. It is. It is. If I had to pick one, now we're getting off topic here, but that's okay. If I had to pick one iteration of Marvel movies just to watch over and over again, I think I would pick the Guardians because of the music. The music is so good and it's so funny and it's used so well. It's a great movie too. It's just, it's funny, it's witty, it's clever, but yeah, I would agree. So all the Guardians were represented on both of our lists. Exactly. We're going to say it that way. Okay, well, that's all we've got for today. Thank you, as always, for everyone who listened. Please give us a like, give us a comment, uh, reach out to us on Twitter, follow us at Extreme Movie, vote in our polls, let us know if there's a game we should play, a movie we should review, all that fun stuff. Thank you, as always, to Breezies for providing us with tunes. Go, go watch Shrek 2. Go watch Shrek 2. <laughs> next, week, uh, next week, we're going to be dipping into the HBO Max pool. We're going to review uh, Spirited Away, Studio Ghibli classic. Dolan here has never seen it, and it's one of my favorites, so I, I've already watched it, and I might actually watch it again before we do this next week. That's how much i like it and that's how much i can talk about it so take notes and get prepared oh i will i'm excited it's a whole uh, yeah but all that studio ghibli movies i want to get right I'm gonna, i really want to get into those i'm glad they're out there now you won't be disappointed all right well thank you again for everyone listening and we will see you again next week emp boys signing out